When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal. And Andy Brampernard. We'll be right back. Dr. Bob, this week Pfizer said a third dose of its COVID vaccine boosts immunity. The company believes everyone will need a boost 8 to 12 months after receiving a second shot. Evidence begins to show that the efficacy of the vaccine may be waning over time. So they don't know what they're doing with any of this, do they? People are morons. We'll be right back with Dr. Bob. Stupid scientists. Exactly. What do you think? Yeah, we could do the Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Let's do a live spot, shall we? Uh, sign and drive leases are back at Walzer. We talked about that this morning. And when we have sign and drive leases, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. There's absolutely no money due at the lease startup. The payment that gets quoted even includes sales tax, so there's no add-on fees. It's not like your cable bill or your cell phone bill. It's just you see the payment and it is what it is. Here's a couple of examples. Killer deal on a Toyota Tacoma sign and drive lease for $279 a month. And yeah, that's a quad cab all-wheel drive. We have a Ram quad cab. You can sign and drive lease for $389. Uh, Hyundai Sonata for $289. All these deals and many, many more are on Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I'm rocking out, man. Mm -hmm. Randy's rocking out. Somebody's rocking out. I know that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Dr. Bob. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Well, what's interesting, I'm great, thank you, by the way. Dr. Bob is with us this week. Pfizer said a third dose of its COVID vaccine boosts immunity. The company believes everyone will need to boost 8 to 12 months after receiving a second shot. So, Dr. Bob, I did the uh, Johnson & Johnson one, which is only the one-shot deal. So right. what do I need to do? Well, if you're not immunosuppressed, that means where your immune system is turned down because of chemotherapy or some other disease, right. like an autoimmune disease, you probably don't need a booster. 
And I don't know why this is being proffered right now by Pfizer or Moderna or whoever right. else. I think it's, uh, it really may not be necessary, but they're saying, they're telling me because of the Delta variant and the Delta variant being so transmissible that we all may need a booster. Now, frankly, if you're over 65, I think you probably should get one. Uh, that would probably keep you safe. But I just don't, and I don't know why so soon. As an immunologist, I know that the immunity that you've got after the vaccine, either one shot or two shots, is fairly robust. It's a hell of a lot better than the flu vaccine, for example. No doubt. Now, Dr. Bob, I do have to ask, and I know that everybody's making this comparison, but I, nobody's ever answered the question for me. What is the major difference between being immunized for the flu and immunized for COVID? I mean, lots of people don't get flu uh, shots and they live just fine, but the flu is deadly. There's no doubt about that. Right. What's the difference here? Well, let's look at first the patient. Okay. And everyone has a different immune system. Everyone has different immunogenetics. And that's why when some people get the flu, they die very quickly. Uh, and they can be young athletic sure. men or women, and they can succumb to the flu. And the same thing goes for COVID. Everybody's saying to me, oh, look at that 25-year-old. You know, he was a, he was a discus thrower in the Olympics, and he's, he's now dead as a doornail, having been intubated and all that. And they say, how could that be? Well, the fact is that no one looks at your immunogenetics until the time that you either are fraught with some sort of infection like influenza or COVID, and then people begin to explore. And all of us, and maybe not all of us, but you should be aware of the fact that certain families, families succumb to this virus, this COVID virus, just like certain families succumb to the flu. So the immunogenetics plays a major role. And we have some people here at the university, Rockefeller University in New York City, doing work on inherited immune defects. And uh, they are very, very confused about that. Now, if I say one thing, the flu vaccine is only 40% effective versus the uh, COVID vaccine, which is somewhere between 80 and 95% effective. So it's much more effective than, uh, than influenza vaccine. I think that's fascinating. I really, yeah. and by the way, we're talking to Dr. Bob here. He's not the doctor of rock. He's a real doctor who knows what the hell he's talking about. And I'm so glad you came <laughs> on today, Dr. Bob, because That's okay. everything I watch now, Dr. Bob, people are losing their mind. There, there is a, I think it's um, Pinterest. And this is a bit off topic, but it kind of ties in with the thinking of today, which is, I think, what this is all about anyway. Um they announced, uh, Pinterest announced last night they are no longer going to take a certain kind of, kind of advertising because it shames people and insults them so they won't take the advertising anymore. And that advertising they've turned down and a lot of the other digital formats are going to follow suit. They will no longer run diet commercials. Oh. Because it's fat shaming and they won't do it anymore. Do you be- Where are we headed, Dr. Bob? Are we insane? It's better to He's die. He's an immunologist, not a psychiatrist, Tom. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah, Dr. Bob. Really. not a psychiatrist, that's true. But I just... Well, we, I, I have a fair share of wacky patients, <laughs> and I would say to you that every doctor does. Yes, and, uh, yes. And, you know, some have more degrees of wackiness than others, but I would say that that is a bit much. I, I, I just, mean, you've uh, got to call it like it is. If you're, uh, if you're, and believe me, I'm not exaggerating here, if you're 550 pounds, Yes. Uh, then you need to talk about weight loss, and that's really significant. And we have people who come in who can't even walk; they're so fat. Yep. So we're, we yep. digress into the fat topic, but that's a whole—that's a whole other discussion. Well, I, it's just the thought process behind you insulted me by saying I'm fat. Well, I, I, gee, but that's not the point. You're going to die of a heart attack, man. You need to get straightened away. Right. That's exactly correct, and it should be a concern not only to the patient, but to the patient's family who's got to live with this, unless all of them, and this is common, where everybody in the family is majorly overweight, and it's a, it's yeah. a disease that's promulgated through the family strain. No question about it. Now, I, I should tell you, Dr. Bob, that I've been around for many, many years, uh, but so far I have known two people that have gotten COVID, two out of the thousands of people that I know, two have gotten it, and neither one of them got it in a serious manner. Uh, yep. One person I kind of know, 
was actually hospitalized. He's, you know, he, he's an acquaintance, not really a friend, but he was actually hospitalized, but he's okay. I don't know hey, anybody. Dan Colhane died from COVID. <laughs> That's not what I yeah. was told. Oh, uh, Dan Colhane was a very, very sick man. He was. Yeah. But he, did he well, die of COVID? Uh, yeah. Well, he died with COVID. With COVID, yeah. You can't you know, say for if sure. Saw, <laughs> if you saw what I saw uh, as, a, as a chair of medicine, I was running around our hospital during the mid part of 2020 and it seemed like every other patient died. We had yeah. so many deaths, the refrigerated trucks filled up very quickly. Right. Very, very depressing, very, very uh, terrible thing to see. Um, and yes. not something that is very common. Well, I mean, Dr. Bob, I have a, a wife that I adore. Matter of fact, we've been together 40 years now, and I love her more every day. We have my son, who's the one that was just talking to you there. We have a daughter. We have grandkids. I don't want to lose anybody. So I will do, I will not do what I'm told to do. I will do. I, I will follow the direction of guys like Dr. Bob who know what the hell they're talking about. Great. That's what you should do because we see the worst of the worst. Yep. And we know what happens when you get sick. And, of course, the vast majority of people do not wind up in the hospital, thank God. But with this COVID variant, one doesn't know. But certainly uh, we, we don't see the kind of numbers we saw last year where almost every patient was being intubated. In fact, we couldn't intubate them fast enough, so we started putting people on high-flow oxygen. Mm-hmm. And then when they got intubated, their chances of survival were about 50%, which is not too good. Yeah, wow. that's for me, a year ago, that's, you know, when there was the big rush to build more ventilators, I thought, well, you know, once we get that uh, under control, mm-hmm. everything will be fine. But I think the fatality rate for people that were intubated early on was closer to 75%. And that's when yeah. they went, uh, okay, this is really serious. Right. That's right. Yeah, this is serious stuff. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Dr. Bob, uh, you, there's so many that, we, yeah, look, herd immunity, we get heard about that. I don't hear much about herd immunity anymore. What happened? What happened to herd immunity? Well, you know, we were talking about herd immunity. I was talking about it every week in various, sure. uh, on yeah. various media, and I was saying, let's get up to 75, 80% of total vaccinations. Either you got vaccinated or you got infected. Either one of those contributed to herd immunity. Yes. And you remember Biden, President Biden was saying, well, we're only up to 68%, and we never really, over the July 4th weekend, got above 70. Right. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are now, but... Certainly, we don't have herd immunity in certain parts of the country because in the southeast and in parts of the southwest, the vaccination rates are somewhat lower than the northeast and the northwest. They are in the 30 percent range. So collectively speaking for the country, we're still not up to 75 percent. No. And we don't have people, you know, taking the oral vaccine like we did with polio. Remember when Al Sabin showed up with the sugar cubes right. that had the live or attenuated virus on it? That helped a lot. That helped a lot. And we, we got through that terrible polio epidemic. But this pandemic, uh, we don't have something like that yet. People are really afraid to get those shots. Yeah, they are. I, I just, matter of fact, Doug Sprinthal, the man who asked you the first question here, he actually set up my appointment. He said, Tom, you're going to get vaccinated. I said, I'll, I'll get around to it. And he goes, no, you're going to get vaccinated. He set up an appointment. We I went over and got vaccinated. We did it on the podcast. We did it on this show, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so it worked out well. That's great. Dr. Bob, we got to have you on again, and I do apologize because I was uh, I was out doing an errand. At, but I would love to talk to you more about this. You know, Look, what I like about it, Dr. Bob, is you're not on the show to make money. You're on the show to educate people. And there's a big difference right. between most people talking about it and you. There's a huge difference. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have a Facebook medical degree as well as a real one? <laughs> yeah, there, exactly. <laughs> That's nice, Dad. <laughs> Dr. Bob, come back soon, please, all right? Oh, thank you. Thank you, we'll sir. We'll be glad to come back. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Dr. Robert G. Lahita. Uh, professor of medicine at Hackensack Meridian School of Medicine and clinical professor of medicine at Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School. He's director of the Institute for Autoimmune and Rheumatic Disease at St. Joseph Health in Patterson, New Jersey. He works at about 15 different hospitals. But he told a lot of doctors do. Oh, the radio. That's probably, yeah, that's, probably the yeah, radio. That's, yeah, that's, that's your headphones. I forgot to turn it down. Sorry. So is he promoting a book or did no. Cassie just no. go to... He's an interesting guy. He's very interesting. He knows what the hell he's talking about. And he's not condemning him. Oh, you got to do this or you're, oh my God, you got to do... He's not like that, which I really appreciate. These yeah. people who say you have to do it, 
How are you making money from it? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Well, it's the people who say that young people really need it because the numbers no, just don't. don't add up for no. the young people. No, they don't. Because young people, unless they have some sort of you know comorbidity, they're not going to die from it. Yeah. Almost certainly. It's like 0.05% or something like that. Whereas the older people, you know, it makes more sense. If you have a 15% chance of dying, then, you know, what do you have to lose? Although, yeah. from what I've been reading, the Delta variant is is moving down in age. It's affecting more young people than the initial ones were. And, you know, the Spanish flu 100 years ago, it really hit guys especially hard 30 to 45 years old. That was the target of that virus or whatever the hell it was. Well, I'm glad I wasn't alive 100 years ago. Yeah, that yeah, I think we're all glad we weren't alive 100 years ago. <laughs> That's probably because we went through a couple of world wars. Well, my grandfather uh, had just come back from World War One, and he said that they were dying so quickly in New England, they just couldn't bury them. There were bodies laying on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Unbelievable. I just got an email. I've been on the KQ Morning Show. I'm, going, I'm, I'm in my 36th year. Yeah. They just sent me the vacation dates for uh, Labor Day. I've been taking the same dates for 36 years. Why would you send that well, to me? Well, it's just it's some things like that. It's better to over-communicate than under. That is true. Well, they, if and you I don't assume, know by I was, now. I would assume that they sent it to more people than you. Uh, yeah, it's a one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. yeah, they sent it to about 15 people. There you go. Leave me out of it. Just that way, nobody has the excuse, I, nobody told mm-hmm. me we were off. I am not a member of the pack. That's all I'm telling you right <laughs> oh. there. Well, okay then. Freaking get out of my face with all of it. That's all I have to tell everybody. Um, well, I'll explain to you why I was 10 minutes late. I didn't mean to be late today, but I... I, the only reason I'm bringing this up because I think I need some advice from the two of you and our listeners. Boy, are you screwed. Because on the way back, I think I thought to myself, Tom, it's time to wrap this up. Okay? So I get a call during the morning show from a woman I went to grade school with. Mm-hmm. So that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right? I can just tell you her first name is Sandra. I don't want to tell you anything more about it. She lives in North Minneapolis still, right? And she called me and said, I need your help. I said, okay, what do you need help with? She goes, I have a new boyfriend. I went, oh, no. Hmm. Yeah, you have a new boyfriend? She goes, yes. I said, what's the problem? Well, he hit me. Oh, no. I went, okay, you still live where you lived before? She goes, yeah. I said, you still live there? I mean, she's been living there for like five decades or something like that. So I just went over there, and it took an extra 10 minutes to tell this guy, we won't be doing this again, otherwise you'll need flippers to swim, okay? You cannot be hitting this woman. I'm not putting up with it. I will be over here every time you do it, so you need to stop doing it. Then I look over, and he's got his buddy with him. Mm -hmm. So he knew I was on my way, so he's got his buddy there with him. And I said, that goes for you too, by the way. (laughs) And he just started laughing, thank God. I just, I should, I think I, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. What do you think? Well, Probably what is, not. What do you, the, I don't understand well, the connection this? between doing radio and podcasts. Oh, yeah, by and, this you mean the radio? And, that, yeah, I don't And helping your really get that one. childhood friend out who's got not maybe I know, the best but, judgment. You know, I'm not 21 anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, you're a little old to be duking it out, but. But I suppose they're, they're the same age. Well, I don't know. These guys look younger than me. She, she's the same age I am, but. I just, I, I literally can't, there, I think the reason that I did this today, because otherwise I, I might not have done it, I was just talking about this on the morning show, you know, my father-in-law is going to be 95 in October, mm-hmm. and you know, he's got yes, some he health problems and all the rest of it, and Andy, you know this, and Doug, you know me long enough to know this, it is driving me crazy that I cannot help my wife deal with this. Yeah. It drives me nuts because I, I can't. I think that's a guy thing. Is you know, it's one of the things yeah. about being a yeah. guy is you always try to go right to the solutions. There was a time when I was really frustrated with the car business. I was going to get out, and I was talking to my dad. I said, "You know, I think I'm going to go back to school, and I, I think I'm going to just train to be a therapist." And he goes, "You'd be shitty at it." I said, "Well, thanks for the support, Dad. Care to tell me why?" He goes, 
you're a typical guy. You're going to want to try to solve some of these problems in yeah. five minutes, and yep. that doesn't work. You have to sit there, and it's boring as hell, and then wait for them <laughs> to, for the light bulb to go off, right. and you just sort of gently guide them. You're not going to gently guide anybody. And I said, yeah, okay. Well, that's pretty much it. But I do think that's the reason why I just went right over there, because I can't help Catherine. You know, her father is going to be 95 years old. How many more years is he going to be yeah, around? Yeah, at some point, you're, yeah, there's no more curing. There's no more curing. You can't do anything about it. So I think maybe this was, in a way, a substitute for helping my wife. I think yeah, that I makes went, sense. Okay, well, I can help somebody. Yeah. So I don't feel quite so helpless right now. I, w- I really feel helpless about this because she, you know. I totally understand. She she just she loves her father a great deal. She just lost her mother last year. So mm-hmm. mom one year and then dad 95 and his health can, you know, it wanes from now on, once in a while. So I, I think the reason I did go over there and tell these guys, look, you do this again, you're going to have to pay the price <laughs> because I was helping her when I couldn't help my wife. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I didn't me. even think about that until just now. On a related but, note, I will not. There will be no car selling secrets next week. I'm going to North Carolina for that's what I heard. Dad's 90th birthday. So. I cannot believe oh. I'm going there a week after you. I know that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to the exact same place that Doug's going, but we're going a week apart, and it wasn't planned that no, way. No, I know that's just odd. Very, very odd. I guess that's the place to be. Well, it is beautiful. I just we haven't been in the mountains in a while. Well, I shouldn't say that. We we're in Montana and Jackson Hole, so I guess we were in the yeah, mountains. Yeah, the Appalachians are different, though. They are. They're totally different. It's got the Smoky Mountains, Appalachians, and what's the other one? It's the Smoky, the Appalachians, and the. Well, it's all the same chain it from is, about yes. Georgia to Maine, but they, just, they call it different. You know, it, yeah, it's the Blue Ridge Mountains. Right? Yeah, and in New Hampshire, it's the White Mountains, but it's the same. Mm. They had to change the name. Change. Though. It was offensive. White Mountains are offensive. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, now, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. What is wrong with the state of Oregon? What have they done now? You haven't heard about that? No. Mm. You don't have to pass math or reading any longer because it's not fair because white people have too great an advantage. Yep. Oh. Basically, what they're saying is people of color are stupid. That's basically what they're saying, isn't well, it? I'm not a person of color, but that sure sounds like that was what it's yeah, it <laughs> what sound the message like, would be. What the hell? So nobody has to pass reading or math in Oregon ever again. And not only the head of the head of the teachers, uh, not the union, but the teachers or what some organization, and then the guy who runs the whole show. They both said the same thing. No, no, no more math, no more reading, because it's not fair to people of color. Yep. Uh, well, you just said they're too stupid to know how to read or do math. That's what yeah. you just said. How is that not racist as hell? I, I, I have no defense of that. I don't get it. This is why I've stopped watching a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, I me don't too. blame you. Me too. <sighs> there, there, there have been three things this week. I'm like, you got to be pulling my tit with this. So this is the state. Just not the state the, of not Oregon. Not oh, no, it's this, the entire so state. It's the gov- it was over. the governor of Oregon, I think, okay. that did this. At least the guy, the guy works <sighs> for the governor. I know that. I just, I saw that and I went, wait a, what? Yeah. When I went to NADA Academy, one of my instructors taught, uh, probably should have been the most boring section on parts departments, but he was really, he was a funny guy and knew a lot about his subject. And every once in a while, one of the students, and we were all general managers and some were owner's kids that were going to take over their parents' dealership. And somebody would ask a stupid question and he'd just take his glasses off and he'd go, you're giving me an ice cream headache. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. I love that. I love that completely. Do you think we'll get to a point, Doug, where people are going to go, you know, you people in office need to shut the hell up and let us live our lives. This whole thing to me appears to be about controlling the masses. That's what it looks like to me. Is that fair? I don't, yeah. I hate to think that that's true. I think that there's a... Uh, uh, section of our population that thinks that it's a, some big governmental conspiracy and you know the globalists and well, the Rothschilds and all that sort of stuff i've never met anybody that was organized enough to pull something well, like that's that that's true off. it's a good point it's like, if you get more than three people together in a room what is it there's what's the jewish saying and i just a jewish person that told me this uh, get three Jewish people together and you'll have four opinions. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm going to use that on Tony tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so to show there's balance in the universe, we have the far right, uh, far left nut jobs in Oregon, not 
requiring reading or math scores. And then you got the far right QAnon believer charged with killing children with serpent DNA. What does that oh, even boy. mean? Uh, he thought the kids had serpent DNA, oh. so he killed them. That sounds like that's that not, sounds, I don't think that's political. I think yeah. that's well, psychosis. That's yeah, schizophrenia. That that's, definitely sounds I like know. he's got some sort of he had a schizophrenic episode. I just don't really this guy he believe there are people that believe that certain human beings have serpent DNA. How would you get to that point? I, I well well, yeah, if we knew that, we'd uh, well. have solved a lot of the world's problems. Yeah. Mommy, these people are dying, Mommy. <laughs> I, I just, it's, honestly, God, Doug, it's every night when I do, because I try not to watch the news. Well, you have when, to, though. But I have to. Right. I mean, that's the, the tempo of the morning show is to discuss the day's news. God, there was a new one this morning, too, that's just as psychotic, and I was trying to think of what the hell it is. It's just completely insane. Now, here's a piece of something good that happened in the Senate the other day. Okay. Just, and it had to do with Tommy Tuberville, or Tuberville, right? Yeah, right. The Tuberville, new, yeah. Uh, senator from Alabama, I think. I think Ex-foot, that's right. Ex-former yeah. football coach. Yep. He proposed a bill. Uh, it was against defunding the—you had to take a pledge that you were against defunding the police. Right. Cory Booker— said this is the best legislation ever, that. and it went 100 to 0. And he says, you know, if it wasn't against the decorum rules of the Senate, I would have hugged him. Yeah. So his, Cory Booker's point was is that, you know, it's, it's the moderates are starting to take over a little bit. God, a little bit. So. God, I hope that. We need some moderation in all of this. No, no kidding. I, it's, it, they're trying to out-crazy one another, it seems like. Well, there were two... Uh, small runoff elections, but one of them was pretty significant. One was in Ohio for, I think, is a House seat. And Bernie had backed this far-left candidate, and, and they lost to a more moderate person. And the same thing happened in Texas with a, a Trump-backed legislator that lost in a runoff election, too, to somebody that's in the middle. So, I, you know, it's the worst political system in the world Except for when you compare it to all the other ones. Well, no, you no. Look, I still think America's the greatest country in the world. Yeah, There's no that's doubt why about everybody's it. trying to get here. That's why everybody wants to come in. You're absolutely right. There's no question about that. But I just, uh, oh my God, I hope it's not the, the the man arrested after fatal stabbing at Loring Park apartment building. I hope it's not 1200 Spruce oh, Place, no. man. That's where I that's where I spent the first three years of my life in uh, in this world. Now it's a Oak Groves right across the street, though. Yeah. Right across the street. Yeah, now there's a fatal stabbing. Oh, Jesus. We got Man, God, that segment went by very fast. Oh, we had Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob was great. We'll be right back. With um, Wendy. With Wendy. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listener? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Priority Courier Experts does not have the largest inventory of lease-to-own trucks anymore. Hold on now. Anymore. All right, fill me in. Pat, who in town buys brand new trucks and immediately puts those rigs into the most honest and ethical lease-to-own program? Priority, that's who. But you said they don't have the largest inventory. Let me spell it out for you. First, Priority orders the finest spec of Kenworth and Freightliner trucks. These rigs cost anywhere between $135,000 to $215,000. That's more than my house. I hope things get better for you, man. Next, a qualified driver sits down with one of Priority's onboarding specialists, reviews the lease-to-own program, and earning potential of partnering with one of the world's largest same-day delivery companies. And shazam! Another partnership is formed, and that driver is on their way to owning that rig 
in five years or less. That sounds simple. It is that simple. That's why Priority doesn't have the largest inventory of new trucks anymore, because these rigs roll off the lot almost as soon as they arrive. (coughs) Calling all drivers. Take charge of your driving career today. Visit Priority.com or call Robbie, Nick, Chad, or Mike, 651-748-4465, and they'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Yeah, well, it's like that every time you call us tagline. Yeah, I remember when Steve pulled every truck off the road to hang that tagline on the sides. Hey, Pat, your finger's still on the record button? Yeah, baby. Um, what the hell is going on with all these different, uh, different people moving from job to job? Now, a former Best Buy executive named new CEO of Minnesota United. Hmm. Money. All these people are um, taking these new jobs. How about Wendy? Do you have a new job? Oh, no, same, same. I've been here 26 years. You're not the executive of a major uh, health organization? Uh, no, but God, for the pay, it would be fun to do it for a year, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, do it for one year, quit, and there you go. You're good. You're set for life. Hey, Wendy, I got a tip for you. I saw your uh, um, salsa recipe. Buy yourself a smoker and smoke your vegetables for about an hour or two first. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't have enough room on the deck, but, you know, I mean, when we redo the deck, that's going to be our next purchase. Us too. <laughs> We're going to be buying a smoker as soon as possible once we move out there. Oh, you can just start part of your house on fire. That's That will smoke. That is smoke. You know, it's funny that you say that because my husband actually kind of did that once years ago. <laughs> he, he, he had a uh, charcoal grill out there, and after this incident, I banned charcoal grills on the deck anymore. Okay. And... He's, he said, okay, it's all taken care of. You know, everything is fine. Well, he accidentally left part of the little thing on the bottom that lets the air go through. Oh, sure. forgot and left that open. Oh, I got yeah, up man. and I said, uh, it's all fine, huh? And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I said, hmm, we need to replace like three boards in the deck. <laughs> well, goes, you're lucky doing goes, the whole thing. Oh, come. I said, don't step out the back door. And he's like, oh, whoops. I said, yeah, you're lucky you didn't set the house on fire. Yeah, I melted the siding on my nearly brand new house about what? 20 years ago with a grill. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I'd got a new grill and I was trying it out and had a little grease fire and yeah. didn't realize you shouldn't put a gas grill four inches away from vinyl siding. No. Probably not. A little vinyl hot. likes to melt. Yeah. yeah, which is what it did. Not all the way through. It just looked it like just a, kinda, yeah. made the house look like a mirage. Yep. That's what it does. I guess it's true. So what else is going on in your life, Wendy? Well, getting ready for the cruise on Friday night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yep, we'll be good to go. Although Doug's coming, so that'll drag us down. Yeah. You know what? My my husband is actually coming, too. So you guys actually get to meet, you know, the man behind me. That's the first time, I think. I think it is. I don't think think I ever met your husband. Huh. I don't think anybody has. Somebody asked me if I had one, and it's like, I do, actually. We've been married for 35 years, but I uh, I bring him to, like, the KQ, like, our little fam group events, and, uh, you know, he started coming to some dinners, or, like, last weekend we were doing stuff with them, so... And they like him a lot. And they're like, Jeff, one of the guys is like, well, why don't you travel with her? He goes, nope, she comes back happier from vacation. <laughs> when he doesn't go. That's true, yes. <laughs> I think that's actually but, uh, rather yeah. humorous. It, well, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, we've been married long enough, so, you know, we know how to... It, traveling with your significant other is not necessarily the best, especially when they think that camping is fabulous. And I think that a motel with no pool is nothing. I understand completely. No question about it. By the way, yeah. I just saw a headline popped up. By, we're in big trouble, Wendy, because apparently Bennu, uh, the asteroid, is eventually going to strike the Earth. Um, but it's not going to well, happen. Maybe, for it'll least... strike or- maybe it'll strike Oregon. <laughs> no, maybe they'd have to read, read it the, coming in. And, and the then country's write literacy it. rate will skyrocket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the, no, I was I was calling about that the Oregon. I read that, and I was I talked to a couple of friends of mine that are teachers, like oh, you know, sure. here with them toward the east, and they said that's ridiculous. It's they crazy. Said, all you're 
listening, they said basically what they're doing is if they don't make it a criteria for graduation, they can post higher graduation yep. rates. Oh. And they can also, yeah, and then teachers will not be held accountable for not teaching their subject. Yeah, exactly. 100% graduation oh rate. It looks great oh. on paper. That's terrible. It really does. And that is a terrible disservice. Not only the people of color, but any, you know, people not of mm-hmm. color. Like, you know, if you can't teach kids how to, and I realize that schools these days, it's like warehousing kids. We do yeah. need smaller classrooms, but we also need, like, I think, I keep thinking St. Paul has one. I, I was, it happened after my daughter graduated, but school districts need schools for kids with specific needs. Like they need schools with, for like kids with autism, mm-hmm. a whole yeah. school like that. So the kids will learn better and faster if, you know, if, because a lot of kids, every kid's different like that, but there's a lot of them that they learn the same way. I mean, I, you know, I asked my daughter who is, you know, very high on the spectrum. You'd never know, but I said, what is it like? And she said, well, she said, sometimes when I have to just go to my room and be alone and I can't be with people, she said, you know how, like, you can talk to somebody at a party and you hear them. She said, yeah. I hear everything at the same volume. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, like, it's like shouting white noise. So I have to go somewhere where I can just tune it all out. And so I totally get that. And we need... Not just classrooms, or not just helpers, but we need like a school in each district that handles things like that. So this is all about money. This whole thing is about I think so. getting more money sent to the school because look at our graduation yep, rate. Higher oh. graduation rate means more higher money. funding. Yep, that's exactly well, what this that is all like about. That and in a lot of those cities in Oregon, they're trying to you know they're tripping over themselves trying to outwoke each other. Well, so. that's true. Yes, exactly. I mean. Um, Wendy, how much long do you think this woke thing? How much long do you think this whole woke thing is going to go on? This has got to be burning out a little bit, isn't it? You know, it, it will go on as long as people allow it to go on. Mm, that's true. I mean, I personally, I, I had to attend for some seminar. I had to go to. I had to attend a TED talk on microaggressions. Oh yeah. It was only ten minutes, but I was so pissed off when I got done. <laughs> Because one of the things is one of the things that's apparently a microaggression that you can't say to anybody is, you know, when I look at you, I'm colorblind because that oh, is yeah. exa- that's a microaggression that means exactly the opposite. It's like not when I say it, it's not. I really don't care what color people are. You can either. be, Who you know, cares? white, red, brown, pink with polka dots, green, what have you. It's you know. Steal a line as long as you're not you know, Irish, yes. We yeah, don't well, want the Irish. I'm Scottish, I'm, Scot- I'm Scotch, so we stand to buy it. Mm, me too, but I mean, it, it's the content of your character. As long as you're a good person, you live your life just wanting to get along with others and do the right thing, no matter who they are. Well, that's perfectly fine with me. I think we should all live that way. Because instead of trying to separate people by their color and convince them that they're victims in all. And I hate the word marginalized groups, too. Yeah, the next person that says yeah. that in front of me is going to get a swift kick in the no-no zone. <laughs> You're going to kick him well, right in the so, store. But I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing, because technically, quote-unquote, I'm in a marginalized group because I'm a woman. I think that defeats anybody that's trying to advance women's progress. Because, you know, <laughs> stuff happens in the workplace. You just have to learn how to deal with it and work around it. God, it's so amazing yeah. to me talking to Dr. Bob about the fact that they, they uh, are Pinterest will no longer take diet program ads because it's uh, it's fat shaming, which it's not. Of course, we're trying to get people healthy here so they live longer. Uh, we we don't want any reading or, or or math in our schools because well we can make more money and have more money sent to us if we do that with a hundred percent graduation rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things going on right now are insane. Well, and I really, you know, being Jesus. being a uh, being a chunky girl myself, I, I mean, I don't mind if people run diet program ads. No. Just as, you know, just as long as they're, I, I really don't care if they do. I mean, you know, the thing is, when you run a diet ad, it's up to the person that you're advertising to to take advantage of it or right. not. Right. You mean, don't have to go there. It, 
Yeah, that's a very good point, Wendy. That's a very good point you're making. You don't have to go on the diet program just because you heard the ad. I don't take my at all. See? I I told you. uh, Well, I appreciate that. but. Actually, I have a couple of times when I couldn't find Advil. It's like, it kind of works pretty well. Basically the same thing. It is the same thing. But, you know, when you you look at how they do that, there are, granted, there are some diet plans out there that there needs to be better regulation on them because there's some real sketchy ones out there that are like, hey, you know, because they're totally lying and the drugs that they're giving are dangerous. But, you know, stuff like, you know, the program that you're on or, some other nationally known programs that, you know, have have been vetted to help or whatever. So, you know, that's just like offering like a non-smoking program or, a, you know, a, an AA, chance to go to AA. It's like you're just, you're giving people an opportunity to help themselves. No doubt about it. And every time somebody says those two letters back to back, I think of the old, what were the name of the two uh, Canadian guys with the stocking hips? Oh, uh, Doug and Bob McKenzie. Doug and Bob McKenzie. Oh. Hey, I seen oh, your yeah. buddy the other night at the bar. He needs to go to AA, eh? Because <laughs> they're Canadian. <laughs> That's awesome. My, my favorite Canadian A joke was on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. When the Simpsons went to Canada, Bart was, uh, they were at a restaurant and Bart's girlfriend broke up with him, so he's sad. And the waiter comes over and he says, Oh, you're, you'll get her back, eh? And B, we're closing in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. I love that. A and B. I that love that. Awesome. It's wonderful stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if people just started thinking about just, you know, it's been my mantra. Be nice to other people. It doesn't cost you anything, no, and it only right. you know it only puts goodwill out there. You know. You are absolutely right. All right, say. And, and so you, I would be careful about going other to other people's house to like uh, confront people. Not I know. because they don't. Not because, you know. Not because you don't mean well. It's just because the other person might have a gun. Well, there's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. There's no question about it. And I, I sincerely, Wendy, think it's because I can't help my wife right now. And she feels sad because her dad's getting so old. Uh, and right. I, it was just that. I'm, I'm so sorry. And yeah, I'm, I'm, tell her I'm really sorry. It's I, a tough that's, deal. That's really hard. Well, you have to think of it like, you know, how many people have the privilege of living to be 95 years old? Yeah, it's true. Not a lot. Yeah. My, my girl. My girlfriend just lost her great, just lost her grandmother, and she was ninety nine, yeah. and she still, she still cannot drive past the woman's house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because she just, she can't handle it. Because, I mean, she was ninety nine, but she was a super active ninety nine. I mean, up until about six months before she died, she was walking like five ten miles a day around their small town That's and great. Wow. involved in church, and you know, she's who I aspire to be when I grow up, but. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a while. I know. It is what it is. It is what it is. I will see you guys on Friday night. And, uh, Jeeves is coming through, I take it? Yeah, Jeeves is picking me up. So Jeeves is driving me over there. But I'll, we'll see you tomorrow night on the uh, on the uh, KQ cruise. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Have a good afternoon. You too. Thanks. Bye, Wendy. Bye. Bye. We, had a, uh, we gave away tickets to uh, to the boat ride. Not, well, no, we, we gave away some of those, too, but to the uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers mm-hmm. at the Minnesota State Fair, the guy calls in, who's won, winning, he's like, hey, man, this is the greatest, I won tickets, uh, it's going to be great, I'm going to go over to the Minnesota State Fair, I love George Thorogood and the Destroyers, I love Night Ranger, and I just, I said, so, sounds good, man, you, you got a pair of tickets, you don't have to pay for the tickets, you're good to go. He goes, oh, I know I'm not paying for the tickets, because what I'm going to do now with the money I would have had to pay, I'm going to buy a couple of quarts of booze, a couple of cases of beer. <laughs> oh, no, bourbon, scotch, and beer. <laughs> That's what he's going to use all his money to buy booze, which I think is not bad, is it? Well, I'm not surprised he's a fan of George Thorogood. No. So no. here's a cool rock story. Do you know Do you know the story of how that band got started? And you can say Who's no. The Destroyers? Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, George Thorogood was a semi-pro baseball player, and he I'd played for that. a team called the Delaware Destroyers, and oh. they, they started the band as a fundraiser so they could buy uniforms. Really? Yep. That's a great story. Yeah. I love that band, though. Yeah, I saw them at the Caboose back in the 80s. Oh, and God, they yeah. Were, 
God, that place, I had so much fun in that bar over the years. God, I saw one of the greatest guitarists ever born at that bar, and I was trying to think of who the hell it was. It wasn't Jeff Beck. It wasn't anybody like that. Oh, God. Bonamassa? Oh, Joe sense? Bonamassa? Yeah. Played at the Caboose? I Did believe, he really? Yeah, wow. th- but this was like... No, he's a tremendous guitar 40 player. years yeah. <laughs> Well, he, yeah, it probably wasn't him, because he's not that old. I think Joe's only... Maybe he's fifty. I don't think he's that. Well, so it probably was thirty years ago. He probably, I saw a pretty good twenty twenty one. Pretty good band there. Some guy danced and sang a lot. Funky guy, James Brown. Oh, at the Caboose. Yeah, you remember he used to have a, a oh jet. Oh my god! And then in the yeah. last, the IRS took it. The IRS. I think took he his was jet. on the I don't have any money tour. I'm the broke tour. <laughs> yes, but exactly. it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was just. You had to be in young and in good shape to go to shows there because it was always just packed. One of the greatest James Brown stories of all time. And it was such a North Minneapolis story, man. We just loved it. He did an album called King Heroin. Hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of that no, album. No, I haven't. Not? Well, there's a reason you haven't heard of that album. Because they had to recall the album. <laughs> he did an album called King Heroin to talk about all these poor people dying of heroin, yeah. overdose, all the rest of it. And unfortunately, uh, when they sent the album out, how many ever hundreds of thousands of uh, of uh, pieces they sent out, uh, the the cover of the album said King Harry on. Oh, no. <laughs> they oh, misspelled no. heroin. <laughs> I see it. Now, that's what I love about the inner city right there. Just love it. You know? Trouble with that Harry on. Trouble with that King Harry on, baby. <laughs> I've never heard of that record. It's odd. I don't even know. Is Andy? Did they ever reissue it as King Heroin? I because I, I don't know. It was I. I actually, you know, I should have probably kept it because I had a copy of King Heroin. Uh, no, it's just the song. Let's see, made it onto what? Oh, yeah, they did. They sold it as a single. They did, but it was on the album. There it is. There. It, oh, so instead of King Harry on, it was there. It is. Yes. <laughs> but it was sold as a single. So there you go. Did they spell it right as a single? I think so. Didn't go I O N. It went O I N. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad. So they got it all covered. Everything was good. I understand. I never got to work with him. I never met uh, James Brown. I walked past him once, but I didn't meet him. But uh, he was an emotional man. Yeah. Now, I saw him twice. I saw him at the Caboose and then yeah. in the early 80s at the Carlton Celebrity Room. I saw him at uh, Roy Wilkins. What is, what's Roy Wilkins now? Is it's still, it, Roy, it's still Roy Wilkins, Roy Wilkins yeah. is it? And they, they hardly, we saw a band called Lake Street Dive there about four years ago. They hardly ever have shows there anymore. That's but. what I've heard, yeah. saw Tower of Power there, too. Oh, wow. That One of my phenomenal. favorite bands. Oh, Tower of Power is as good as it gets. There's no question about that. In any case... Uh, did you hear what happened in Australia? No. It's going to be pretty severe if we don't watch uh, what we're doing. This is going to be a big, big trouble. Australia's capital uh, capital has gone into lockdown uh, for a week, at COVID? least one week, for COVID-19. You know why they're locking down the entire city? One case of COVID. Oh, wow. Hmm. One case of COVID, and they're locking yeah, Australia's her down. been very weird lately about that kind of thing. Yeah, New Zealand was, too. Yeah. Why are they getting so weird down there? What's that all about? No. I just don't understand. You know what? Let it go. Whatever. we got to get Dr. Bob back on. I had a lot of questions. He was for phenomenal. That he, was great. Wasn't he? Yeah, he only had a very short time. Yep. Well, that was my fault, and I apologize again, but I was over, you know, trying to get killed. You're up over getting beat up. <laughs> It never even actually approached that. They yeah. never got threatening or any of that stuff. Well, that's so good. that was a good thing. I just said, you can't do this. And that's just how it is. Oh, well, yeah, what's, what is that about? I said, well, I don't want to come back here. They understood. Well, I think the guy might be a decent guy and realize what the hell he did wrong. Yeah. Let's hope few, so. A few too many wheels, and all of a sudden he's starting to slap people. Yeah, let's not do that. Listen to this. An Australian Capital Territory government statement issued hours before the lockdown said uh, schools will be open to students who cannot stay at home. The infection is the first locally acquired case in the city of 460,000 since July 10th of 2020. Wow. 
That's a bit of an overreaction, I would say. That's an overreaction, I would say, too. One case in over a year? In over a year. Mm. 13 months, almost 14 months. Jesus, that's that's amazing. uh, They shut it down. The Capitol is shut down over one case of COVID. So I don't even know what the hell that means. I, I, I can't follow. Who are the, by the way, who's your guest today on Car Selling Secrets? My friend, the Reverend Dana. Oh, that's right. Dana's coming in today. That'll be good. Yep. As soon as she sits down, I'm going to go, ah, oh, F. <laughs> We're going to tease her because she's really nervous about doing the show. Hasn't what? she been on before? Yes, about a year ago, I think. Was well, that a year ago already? What's the problem? I don't she know. Should be Let's a pro. save it for when she's here and we can just interrogate her. So, why are you so nervous? Yeah. Yes. Okay, i got to tell you this story. Is it these flashing lights? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it the fact that I'm yelling at you? i I got to read this story because we only have about one, one and a half minutes left here. Uh, Guy got hungry in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. Okay? He's very hungry. Uh, What would you like to eat? Well, it's one specific specific thing. Moose or bear? Nope. He wanted a Dairy Queen cake. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted, a Dairy Queen cake, so he took his helicopter and landed it in the parking lot. And yeah, the police I don't think said, you're supposed to do that. Let's not do that again. I don't think they like the whirling blades <laughs> in the parking lot. It is Canada, though. It's, if something like that's going to happen, that's that seems space, like you an know. appropriate... The parking lot's probably like 15 acres. But I don't think you're supposed to smoke a lot of weed and fly a helicopter to well, get an yeah, ice cream cake. If he wants cake. an entire Dairy Queen cake by <laughs> himself, I'm guessing he was on something. He might end up in jail for oh, really? several months. because I, I, Apparently it's really dangerous what he did. Oh, yeah. They said also that the, everybody for like a half mile in all directions said there was dirt and dust in the air yep. for about an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, There's a reason landing pads are made out of concrete and not uh, dirt. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. And this was, you know, this is a, this is a tar. This is an asphalt parking lot, but uh, it probably wasn't swept up before he landed. Yeah, you have it to clean there. those. Otherwise, well, the dirt alone. It can get whipped so quickly that it can blind people. It can shatter windows. That's exactly what they said. You could have you could have blinded somebody yep. doing this. A 34-year-old man has been charged with dangerous operation of an aircraft after landing his helicopter in a high school park. Oh, the high school across the street from the Dairy Queen where he landed. Okay. In the center of a small town so his passenger could go to the local Dairy Queen and buy an ice cream. Also his passenger. (laughs) Mm. But I think it was for him, actually. So he brought a passenger so he didn't have to leave the helicopter. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen a story like that before. You fly a helicopter. And it was like a 30-minute flight. It wasn't just right around the corner. It was like a half-an-hour flight to get to the Dairy Queen because his hometown doesn't have a Dairy Queen. So there's that deal. All right, we'll take a break. Car Selling Secrets is coming up in just a few minutes, right? Yay! Sure is. He cheers himself. Jesus. Nobody else will. I've heard it all You have to be your biggest fan. Okay. Yay! (laughs) 